You know how the saying goes, those who don't learn history are doomed to repeat it. What's up? I'm your bro, Dr. Mario Escobedo, pastor and online Bible teacher. It wasn't all that long ago that I lacked the confidence, knowledge, and tools to feed my desire to dig deeper into God's Word. Fast forward past many lessons learned, mentors, and personal encounters with God, and you'll see the incredible privilege God has given me to teach the Bible to others. I'm convinced now more than ever that it's been God's Word that has led me to discover and fulfill the purpose God designed for me. I created the Christian Bro Code Podcast to help you on your journey to do the same. If you're a Christian bro who wants to grow as a disciple of Jesus so you can live, love, and lead in a way that honors God, you're in the right place. Let's get started, bro. Hey, what's up? It's your bro, Dr. Mario Escobedo. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Christian Bro Code Podcast. This is season number three, episode 12, being released on Saturday, November the 21st. As I mentioned to you in the previous episode, this will be the last episode for 2020. And and I say that, and I mean, I kind of hesitate a little bit to say that because I know you know how it is. Sometimes you get the urge, right? Sometimes you get this itch when there's something that you really enjoy doing and, and you just have to do it. You just have to do it. And so for me, that's that's how I feel about this podcast. I enjoy, I love, I love doing the podcast. And so even though I've planned, you know, I've made a decision that, you know, I'm done for 2020. I don't know. I, you know, if I get the urge, there just might be a bonus episode before the end of the year. Now, don't, don't hold me to that because like I said, the plan for me right now is to stop for the month of December, but you know, I don't know. I, I might get that itch. I can't go too long without recording or publishing something. So I don't know, just be on the lookout for possibly another bonus episode sometime in December. But like I said, really, this this should be the last episode of 2020. What I like to do uh, towards the end of a year, and I'm going to talk about that quite a bit in this episode, is I, I try, I'm not always very successful at doing this, but I try to take some time to reflect on the year and what a year it's been. <laughs> there's there's a lot of reflecting that we could do on 2020. It's been an interesting year. It's been a very interesting year. And so what I try to do at the end of every year is uh, I take some time. I, I even take some vacation time from, from the church. And I, I just try to reflect on the kind of year that it's been. And I also try to think about what I want the upcoming year to be. Now, I'm not really big on New Year's resolutions uh, because I think like most people, I, I probably don't stick to them. So I try to think in terms of goals or big boulders that I want to accomplish in the upcoming year. I guess you can call that a resolution, but I, I map out goals that I'd like to accomplish in the upcoming year. And typically I don't do a whole lot, you know, two or three major goals that I feel I'd like to accomplish in a given year. And so I'll be taking the month of December to to do a little bit of that, to to think about what it is that I want to do in 2021, uh, reflect on how 2020 went for me personally, and think about areas in my life where I would like to grow. And I'm, I'm going to talk to you about that in this episode. And in fact, this is actually sort of a, a redo or a remix of an episode I did. I can't even tell you exactly when I did it. But if you've been following and listening to the podcast for some time, you might hear some very familiar stuff because 
I'm going to kind of return, go back, revisit an episode and a theme that I've that I've covered in the past. To set it up, let me let me begin by by telling you that just a little while ago, I uh, I asked my family a question. Okay, I'm I'm married and I have two daughters, and I asked each of them the same question. My question for them was, "What's the one thing you feel you learned in 2020? What's the one thing you learned in 2020?" Now. My older daughter, she's in her second year in college. She said, I, I learned that there are a lot of distractions. And uh, she went on to say that, you know, with this whole COVID thing and she's doing school from home, that she thought that she was going to have just all kinds of time to study, to do her work, to do all these things. And she thought she was going to accomplish quite a bit. Well, because obviously she's she's studying from home. There's no travel time. There, she doesn't have to go to the school, et cetera, et cetera. But she discovered, like I think many of us have discovered in this time, that there are just so many distractions. And she talked about how just easy access to your phone, whereas maybe in the classroom, if she was actually on campus, she may not be able to access her phone because, you know, you just don't do that in a classroom or most people don't or shouldn't do that in a classroom. But when you're on ho- at home and you're on a Zoom call or you're watching a recorded lecture, your phone is always there and it's just the easiest thing to pick it up. And she said that she learned that distractions are, they're pretty serious and they're, they're hard to avoid sometimes. She also learned that distractions don't just come in the form of the phone, but she said, you know, I'm at home. So if I want a snack, I can just get up and go get something that I want. I can just walk around the house. And so her big takeaway from 2020 was, and distractions, distractions can really, they can just mess you up. My younger daughter, she's a junior in high school, and she said that she learned about time management and how she learned a similar lesson to what my older daughter learned, that uh, you think you have a whole lot of time, and so you tend to be distracted. You tend to put off doing things, postponing doing things, perhaps, and by the time you know it, your your time, you thought you had a lot of it, and all of a sudden it just shrunk down. You don't You don't have as much time as you actually thought you had. And it's not so much that you don't have the time, it's just you didn't make good use of the time that you do have. And I find I find both of those comments or answers to the questions that I asked them, I found them very insightful. And I got to tell you that I agree with both of them. I experienced distractions this year, especially working from home. And I, I realized just really how undisciplined I was in certain areas, especially when it comes to time management. My wife, I think, gave a very insightful answer, and she said, expect change. That's all she said. She didn't elaborate. She didn't go any further than that. When I said, what's the one thing you feel you learned in 2020? She said, expect change. <laughs> and I said, wow, that, that's, that's so true. We get into our habits, our routines. We get so accustomed and comfortable with how we do things that whenever something changes, it throws us completely for a loop. And so I, I appreciated her answer because she said, expect change. So expect that at any moment, what you're accustomed to and what you're comfortable with, it could change. And, and I think we all learned that lesson this year. Yeah, anything can change at a moment's notice. Anything can change at a moment's notice. And what I, what I want to talk to you about is this year for you, how did it go? And what are your plans for next year? And what I want to talk to you about is planning for 2021. Now, there are some things that we can't plan for, expect change, right? There are some things that we can't plan for. There are some things that are out of our control that we have no no vote 
in how certain things go in 2021. We have no idea what's going to continue to happen with this uh, COVID stuff. We have no idea. We just, we just don't know. But I think there are some areas in our life in which we can plan. And I think it's an important thing that we realize that we should plan, that we should make plans, that we should establish goals and growth markers that we would like to hit in our life. And I'd like to read just two scriptures to you. They're both from the book of Proverbs, both from Proverbs chapter 14. And I think they highlight the the importance of planning, of thinking, of reflecting, of giving thought to what you do and what you want to do. Now, these are just two verses out of really a ton that we could find from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 8 says this, The wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways, but the folly of fools is deception. That first part right there, the wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways. Wise people give thought to their ways. They don't just do stuff. They learn from what they do, whether they were successful or whether they failed. They give thought to their ways. They learn from what they do. And, and before doing something else, they give thought to what they did so that they could either course correct or so that they can continue doing what they've already done successfully. But the wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways. In that same chapter of Proverbs chapter 14, verse 33 says this, Wisdom reposes, or it rests, in the heart of the discerning, and even among fools, she lets herself be known. And I like that first part, wisdom reposes in the heart of the discerning. So there is wisdom of those in those who who take time to stop and try to discern, think about, reflect, meditate on what's happened and on what they're going to do moving forward. And and I, I want you to, I want you, if if at all possible. Maybe you're already in the habit of doing this. If you're, if you do this already, fantastic. If you don't, let me encourage you to do this because I think it's an incredible thing that's really going to help you as you move along in your growth as a disciple of Jesus. And what I want you, what I want you to do is to make some comparisons. Make some comparisons. Now I've talked about this in previous episodes, as I mentioned, and there there are certain things that we we should never compare ourselves to or certain people that we should never compare ourselves to. Now let me let me begin there before I tell you who you should be comparing yourself to. The first type of person that you should never compare yourself to is those that you think are doing better than you. I think we all have those people in our lives. People that we see and and according to our perspective, according to how how we see them just operating in their lives, we think they're doing better than us. It could be at work. There's an employee who you feel is doing a better job than how you're doing. Uh, at home, your neighbors, you may see their houses, their cars, or whatever, and you may think that they're just generally doing better in life than you're doing. You may think that someone is being a better husband than you. You may think that someone is being a better father than you are. And you can compare yourselves to people who you think are doing better than you. And I'm going to tell you that doing that it's just not wise. It's not wise to do that because eventually, here's what I've noticed. Eventually, when you do that long enough, when you do that too long, that you're comparing yourself to people who you think are doing better than you, what happens is that an attitude can develop in you. And the attitude that can develop is the attitude, the attitude of what's the point. 
I'm never going to be that good of a fill in the blank employee, supervisor, husband, wife, (laughs) wife, husband, father, neighbor, whatever, right? I'm never going to reach that level. And so very easily an attitude of what's the point? I mean, why even try if I'm never going to get to that point, if I'm never going to be like that, bro, what's the point of even trying? Well, that's the danger of comparing yourself to somebody who, from your perspective, is doing better than you. And let me tell you, you might think that they're doing better than you, and maybe they are, but I assure you that there are areas in their life where they're probably looking at you and saying, man, that guy's doing better than me. And that's a, that's a danger. That's a danger of comparing yourself to others who you perceive, who you think are doing better than you, that eventually you could slip into this trap of believing what's the point. If I'm never going to reach that level, if I'm never going to be as strong, as mature a Christian as that guy at church, why should I even try? Uh, you can be inspired by people who, are, who you perceive as doing better than you, who are a bit further down the road in their spiritual journey than you. That's fine to be inspired and encouraged by them, but don't compare yourselves to them because you will at some point begin to say, what's the point? The other type of person that you should never compare yourself to is the person that you think that you are doing better than them. Now, listen, I know I know that you have those people in your life too, just like you have those people in your life that when you compare yourself to them, you think they're doing better than you. I know that you have those people in your life that you say, man, I may not be doing all that well, but compared to him, boy, I I come out smelling like roses. we, We all have that. We have those people in our lives that we look at them and we think that they're, that we're doing better than they are. It could be in finances. It could be at work, a better husband. Uh, a better, a better father, whatever you look at them and you compare yourself to where they are right now. And, and you just think, yeah, man, I'm, do- I'm doing better. I'm doing better. That is just as dangerous as comparing yourself to somebody who you think is doing better than you. Because remember the attitude that can develop when you compare yourself to somebody who you think is doing better than you is the attitude of what's the point, Right. The danger of comparing yourself to somebody who you think that you're doing better than they're doing, the danger is that you can develop a different kind of attitude. And the attitude is, hmm, well, I'm not doing so bad. And what can happen is that you can develop sort of an apathy or a laziness to want to grow, to want to better yourself. Because if you're constantly comparing yourself to somebody who you think that, that you're doing better than they are, then, then you have no need to grow. I mean, you're there. You've made it. What's the point of growing if, man, if I just keep comparing myself to that guy, I, I'm, doing, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing fine. And so what can happen is that you, you give up, but you give up because there's no incentive for you to grow. I mean, compared to that guy, I'm doing great. I'm I'm fine. Man, why, why even continue doing it? I'm, I'm doing okay. The result of both types of comparisons, both to the person who you think is doing better than you and the person that you think you're doing better than them, the result is the same. You stop growing. You, you don't grow. You don't, you don't push yourself to grow. You don't have that initiative, that internal drive to grow because on the one hand, you're saying, what's the point? I'll never reach there where that guy is. And on the other hand, you say, I'm already there compared to that guy. So I'm fine. I'm good right where I am. And I think we've all gone through those periods in our lives 
or we've known people who have gone through that type of period in their life where they've just stopped growing. And, and if you make it personal, if you take it to yourself, down to your life, I mean, I, I bet you can point out specific times in your life when you stopped growing. There were seasons, there, there have been seasons in my life where I have just gotten stuck, where, where I've felt like I'm stagnant. I'm, I'm not advancing. My, my tires are slipping in the mud. And in some of those occasions, not always, but in some of those occasions, what's happened is that I think, I think I've compared myself to somebody else, either someone who's doing better than me or someone that I think I'm doing better than them. And so the drive and the initiative to grow, it just, it, 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 it dried up. I mean, I, I didn't have that, uh, that motivation that uh, I need to grow. It, it dried up because I was comparing myself to somebody else. And that just doesn't work. Again. I'll remind you of what I said just a little while ago. It's absolutely fine. And I think, I think it's, it's encouraged. It, it, we should be encouraged to do this. Be inspired by others. Be encouraged by the others that we see who are de- be doing better than us. Or even be encouraged by people that you think you're doing better than them and saying, you know, I, I don't want to end up there. I, I, can't, I can't get to that point there. And, and so I don't want to get there. So I'm, I'm going to grow. It's fine to be encouraged by people and be inspired by people to grow. What I'm, what I'm just warning or, or asking you to be cautious about is falling into the danger, falling into the trap of comparing yourself to other people. There are just so many reasons that you shouldn't do that on, on, you know, just one reason right off the top of my head. You were created very uniquely by God, right? You have a very unique set of experiences in your life that that other guy doesn't have. And so you can't compare yourself to somebody else because they're not you and you're not them, right? And I, I heard there, there's this YouTuber that I follow. He, I mean, he does great. He teaches about, uh, you know, sound and cameras and how to grow your YouTube channel. Learned a lot from him. And, and he says something all the time. He says, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. And what, it, what he means by that is sometimes we tend to compare ourselves where we're barely starting off and we see somebody and they're a lot further down the road and we hit ourselves over the head and we really beat ourselves up because we say, I'm not where he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you just started off. You just, you're just starting this journey. That guy's already been at this for a while. And that can apply, apply to different areas of your life, your spiritual growth, your, your life as a husband, your life as a father. Just, it's, it's just generally, in my opinion, it's just generally bad to compare yourself to other bros. Again, be inspired and encouraged by them, but just don't compare yourself to them. Now, the, the, I think that the healthy or the good thing to do I think something that does provoke growth is you do have to compare yourself, but here's what I'd I'd encourage you to do. Compare yourself to yourself. I think that's where real growth takes place. When you compare yourself to yourself, you don't compare yourself to others, whether they're doing better than you or doing worse than you. You don't compare yourself to others. That doesn't lead to growth. But what will lead to your own personal spiritual growth is compare yourself to you. Okay, now, how, how do we do that? Let's break that down. The first thing that I would say in comparing yourself to yourself, in comparing yourself to you, compare yourself to the you of the past, to your past you. 
And you can decide how far back to go. You want to go back a year, two years, three years, maybe even five years. But I would say, take stock of where you are right now. And you can choose one or several areas of your life. Maybe you want to choose the area of your life, uh, a, a father or a husband or your spiritual development, your spiritual maturity. Just choose one area to begin with. And, and just kind of take a, a basic inventory of where you feel you are right now in that area of your life. Let's just say spiritual development, spiritual maturity. Take, take a brief inventory. I mean, don't, you don't have to be so complicated. And, and you know, just, just take basic stock, basic inventory of where you feel you are right now in your spiritual maturity. And then sort of rewind the tape, travel back in time. Go back a year, and you know this would be a great year for doing that because we've all been through so much that we can see how we've developed or even deteriorated spiritually throughout all the events of this year. But travel back in time to a certain point, let's say the beginning of this year, beginning of 2020, and compare yourself where you are right now to where you were at the beginning of this year, and just ask yourself some tough, honest questions and answer them honestly. Compared to then, where am I now? Have I grown? Throughout this year, throughout this, this length of time that I'm measuring, that I'm comparing myself to myself, have I grown? Have I intentionally taken steps to grow? Am I the same man now that I was at the beginning of this year? Or have I taken steps to grow. And I think, I think you, can, you can give yourself your own assessment, and I think you can determine for yourself if you have grown or if you've declined. I mean, maybe that's going to be the reality that you, that you have to confront, that, you know, I didn't grow and I didn't even stay flat. I declined. Okay. All right. But at least you know, right? And as G.I. Joe used to say, knowing is half the battle, right? If you grew up in the 80s, you know what I'm talking about. But you have to know where you are now, and it's okay to compare yourself to where you were at the beginning of this year. Take stock and ask yourself those questions. Am I at the same place where I was last year or at the beginning of this year? Have I grown? Have I declined? If you're having trouble answering that, then maybe you can ask some people who are close to you, your wife perhaps. Maybe you're in a small group at your church. Maybe you have a close group of friends that you hang out with and that you guys talk seriously about things. You know, if you, if you have that level of confidence and trust with them, ask them, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to take stock of my life and where I want to be, where I am. And ha have you noticed any growth in my life? Or have you noticed any decline in my life? Certainly you want to make this a matter of prayer so that the Holy Spirit will, will speak to you and lead you and point out those areas in your life where maybe you haven't grown as you should have grown throughout this year, but you can take stock in that. Have I been reading my Bible throughout this year? Am I reading my Bible more or less or the same? Am I enjoying time in God's presence more so now than I used to? Have I grown in my spiritual disciplines and my spiritual habits? Do I have a better understanding of God's grace in my life? I mean, those are just some basic questions that you can ask yourself to see if during this year, 2020, if you have grown. See, now that, that is a worthwhile comparison. That is a healthy comparison. That's something that you can definitely do and, and get some actual benefit out of it because you're comparing yourself to you. And, he, and here's the thing. You have the control 
to make changes if you see that you haven't grown the way that you want to grow. You have very little control in becoming the person that you would like to become as you compare yourself to somebody else. I mean, it's, it's difficult to do that. But when you compare yourself to you and you don't necessarily like what you see and you would have liked to have seen more growth in a particular area of your life, then, well, you have all the control to make those changes that you deem are necessary in order to see the growth that you didn't see over the course of this past year. So definitely compare yourself to you of the past and begin to take stock. Where was I then? Where am I now? Along with that, another comparison that you should make that I think will do wonders for you is to compare yourself to the you of the future. You're going to time travel, but now you're going to time travel in the different direction. You're going to go towards the future. And by that, I mean, you want to, you want to sort of visualize. And again, this is a matter of prayer and, and seeking God and, and, and seeking his word. But you, you want to project yourself, so to speak, into the future. Maybe you want to go as far as six months or a year or maybe even just a quarter, maybe just three months. By March 2021, you know, this is where I want to be. And, and you, you paint a picture as vividly as you can. You paint a picture of what you want your life to be from now to that point. If it's three months from now, then paint the most vivid, detailed, and accurate picture of your life from now till then. And it may not be every area of your life. Maybe there's just one specific area of your life that you, you, you really want to grow in that area. Well, then all you have to do is, let's say, go three, six months into the future. Maybe you want to go to the end of 2021. And you say, in this area of my life, in my spiritual maturity, in my spiritual development, this is what I would like to see be the reality by the end of 2021. What I've done in the past is that I, I, I sort of visualize myself on December 31st at 11.59 p.m., about to ring in the new year, and I, I, I sort of project myself to that time, and I, and I, and I, I try to visualize what, what am I celebrating? What are the achievements? What are the accomplishments that I'm celebrating at the end of the year? What are the things that I want to be proud of? What are the things that I want to look back and say, this year I did fill in the blank. This year I became fill in the blank. This year I grew in fill in the blank. And you'll begin to notice the things that you really think are important to you. And, and when, you, when you're able to do that now, here, here's what happens. You work backwards from that. You've got a goal in mind. You've got something that you've set and you say, this is where I want to be on December 31st at 11.59 p.m. as we're about to begin the new year. I want 2021 to have been this. Okay, you start work, working your way backwards and you say, okay, if that's where I want to be and this is where I am right now, what do I need to do? to get there? What steps do I need to take to get there? What changes do I need to make to get there? There's something that uh, the lead pastor at the church where I'm on staff, he, he always, he always tells us to ask ourselves three questions. What do I need to start doing? What do I need to stop doing? What do I need to keep doing? Simple questions. Nothing complex or profound or difficult about those three questions, but they're so powerful, 
especially if you've painted a vision, you've painted a picture of where you want to be at the end of 2021, and then you kind of come back to the present where you are right now, you take stock of where you are right now, do an inventory of where you are right now. And you say, okay, that's where I want to be. Here's where I am now. In order to get from here to there, what do I need to stop doing? And just give that some thought. Okay. In order to get from here to where I want to be, what do I need to start doing? And give that some thought. All right. Third question. In order for me to get from here where I am right now to where I want to be, some somewhere down the future, what do I need to keep doing? Certainly you're doing certain things correctly. I mean, I can't believe that you're doing everything wrong. There are some things, let's say, in your spiritual growth, in your spiritual development that you're doing correctly. I mean, one thing, you're listening to the podcast, right? You're, you're, you're looking for avenues and resources for growth. So what do I need to keep doing? If I keep doing this, it'll, it'll keep me on the path towards growth and towards where I want to go. And, and, then, and then what you do, I mean, you, you just get crystal clear on what it is that you need to do. And the reason you can begin to line up what you need to do is because you've painted a vision for yourself of where you want to be at a given point in the future. And I'll tell you, it's, it, it's going to help you incredibly. It's going to help you incredibly just to do that. Compare yourself to where you want to be, where I am right now as compared to where I would like to be. Ask yourself those questions and then begin to map out a plan. All right. How do I get from where I am to where I want to be? What do I need to start doing? What do I need to stop doing? What do I need to keep doing? And you begin to map out a plan. I think another really important component in achieving those goals that you want to accomplish within a year is to have some sort of accountability. Someone who's going to ask you the tough questions, someone who's going to do it with grace, right? They're not going to be legalistic about it, and they're not going to beat you over the head when you don't do what you said you wanted to accomplish, but have some sort of accountability with friends, a group, a small, a small group, maybe even neighbors, somebody that that's going to help you. They're going to ask you, Hey, how, how are you doing with that? Give them permission to ask you those tough questions so that they can hold you accountable in your growth. And, and I'm going to tell you, I've, I've done this for a couple of years now, where again, towards the end of the year, I just begin to map out what I want for the upcoming year. And, and it's been incredibly helpful for me to have something of a plan going into the new year. Now, realistically, you can do this at any point of the year. It doesn't have to be in the new year. It doesn't have to be. I mean, there's nothing sacred about the new year that says that the only time you can write down new goals and want to achieve new things is at the start of the year. If you're listening to this and it's not the beginning of the year or the end of the year, then do it now. I mean, who, who cares? It doesn't have to be the start of the year. The point is that you grow and that you have a plan for growth. The new year just seems to present itself and present those, those opportunities and those situations where we kind of gear ourselves up. We rev ourselves up for that kind of growth. So take opportunity of that situation. And I'm going to encourage you that as the year begins to wind down, find some time, whether it's November, December, sometime, don't wait until January. You want to hit the ground running in January, but sometime in December, take some time and just start thinking through the, the things that I've, I've, I've presented here. Give thought to your ways as we learn from Proverbs. Be discerning as we learn from Proverbs 14.33. Give thought to how this year has gone. Give thought to how you want next year to go. 
and begin to implement those changes that you know you need to make in order for you to hit those goals and be at the place where you want to be. And as I mentioned a couple of times already, this process, it should just be covered in prayer. I mean, it's, it's not something that you should undertake completely on your own. You need to undertake this as a process of prayer, as part of your prayer, asking the Lord. Certainly the Lord has good plans for you, but he's not just going to drop them in your lap. I mean, you're, you're going to have to, you're going to have to work for them. You're going to have to put some work in. And so certainly he wants to guide you. Certainly he wants to be there to, to help you, give you the strength and the wisdom and the discipline that you would need in order to accomplish those goals that you want to set out for yourself. Seek him in prayer. Seek counsel, advice from people whom you admire, whom you trust, for them to guide you and, and learn from their experiences and say, oh, wow, you, you did that and that gave you this type of success. I, I'm going to try that as well. Something I've, I've done several times now, um, around, around the time of my birthday, but not, not exclusively around that time. If I see the opportunity, I take it, but certainly around the time of my birthday is that I, I call someone or I have a conversation with someone who is, I don't know, five, 10, 15 years older than me. I've done it with like my cousins, older cousins, uh, uncles, uh, family members who are older than me. And I I just, I just ask them, you know, I say, depending on how how old I'm turning that year, uh, I'm turning 40 this year. Um, what would you tell yourself, your 40-year-old self? And I've, I've gotten some, some good responses. Uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to be crude. I'm, I'm not going to be crude, but uh, one, of, one of the individuals I asked, I mean, he, he told me just straight out like this. This is how he told me. He said, keep it in your pants. I was like, whoa, okay. And he wasn't trying to be crude or he wasn't trying to just get a laugh. I mean, he was dead serious when he told me. He said, keep it in your pants. And as I, as I thought about that, and I know a little bit about his history and he was, he was married at a young age and, and he had an affair and it just, I mean, things just got really bad, really bad for him. And, you know, it just, it just, when he told me that it just made all kinds of sense, keep it in your pants. Right. And there, there are people who are older than you. There are people who, uh, who have had life experiences and they've gone through things and they've learned from them that they can pass those experiences and that wisdom onto you learn from others as part of this process. Look, you still have, depending on when you're listening to this, you, you have at least a month, a month to plan this out that you can, you can use the month of December to think, to pray, to seek counsel and to begin to map out a plan so that 2021, regardless of what's happening at the national level or even at the worldwide level, you have a plan for your own growth. Take responsibility of your own growth. Take responsibility for your growth. If we learned anything, hopefully, if we learned anything from this situation with the pandemic, we learned not to take for granted the things that we take for granted. We learned not to take for granted the fact that we can go to church whenever we want. We learned not to take for granted our spiritual growth. I think a lot of people during this this pandemic season learned the importance of having to be self-feeders, of, whoa, I can't go to church, and man, how how am I going to grow spiritually if the guy's not preaching to me? And, And I think a lot of people 
learn the value, the importance of having to study the Bible for themselves. So there, there are many lessons that we can take from this, from this year, from 2020, as, as interesting as it's been, and we can learn from them so that 2021, regardless of what's happening, we can grow. And I'm, I'm all about that growth. I mean, I, I, I personally, I want to grow. I want to grow in different areas of my life. And I'm sure you want to as well. And I would love to see you grow. And so for that, it's not just going to happen because you want it to happen. It's going to happen when you put in the work. It's going to happen when you have a plan and you stick to that plan and you put that plan into action. Growth is going to happen. It's going to happen, but it's not going to happen just because you want it to happen. So let me encourage you, take some time during the month of December and map out a growth plan for yourself. And I, I'm, I'm certain, I'm certain that if you take the opportunity to map out a growth plan, you will see growth in your life. It could be in one specific area that you say, you know what, I am just going to hit this hard. I'm going to hit it out of the park in this area of my life. You may choose multiple areas of your life, whatever it is, but I'm certain that if you map out a plan, it's led by the Lord and you just hit it hard, you will, without a doubt, you're going to see growth. You're going to see growth. So that's, that's what I wanted to share with you in this episode as we wrap up 2020. Interesting year that it's been, but next year can be a year of growth. And I hope that what I've shared with you, you know, some of it from my own personal experience, some that I've learned from others, that it helps you in your journey of growth and that it, it motivates you and it tells you, yeah, you know what? It's time to get serious about my own spiritual growth. And that's, that's all I've got for you in this episode. And I do want to thank you for tuning in and for downloading and for the, those of you who have sent me emails and messages. I appreciate that so much. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll tell you again, I love, absolutely love doing the podcast. And so 2021, we're going to you know, get back in there and, and start pumping out some more episodes for you. Keep doing some Bible study stuff, helping you on your growth. Uh, keep growing as a disciple of Jesus, helping you advance the mission that Jesus started, you know, fulfill your role in advancing the mission that Jesus started. I love doing this stuff. And if if uh, if I can if I can be of any help whatsoever, hey, send me a message. You can email me at mario at thechristianbrocode.com. Feel free to email me and, and I'll answer you as best that I can. But know that I, I, I'm, I'm pulling for you and I, I want you to grow. I'd love to see you grow. And may the Lord give you growth in this upcoming year. So, hey, that's it for now, bro. I pray that 2020, as interesting and wild as it's been, that it's still been a good year for you, that you end it with a bang, and that 2021 be a year of growth for you. That's it for now, bro. God bless. <music>